Everything That Rocks, Laser 103.3. Welcoming an old friend to the show for today's Hall Pass, Pop Evil frontman Lee Kakati. We're excited for July 20 as Laser presents the return of Pop Evil with special guests Ice Nine Kills at Woolies, a venue I know you have a special affinity for given your history here in Des Moines. Absolutely love Woolies. Uh, so much history there. And to, to be back in, in the summer is always fun. It seems like the past couple times we've been there, it's been cold out. So I can't wait to be there with that summertime energy. Woolies, Pop Evil—it's uh, gonna be—it's gonna be a night to remember, no doubt. It's funny you say that because thinking back, you're right. It's like I think we have you here in the cold months more often than not. The one time the exception was the Iowa State Fair a couple of years ago. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's the last warm one I remember as well. But um, you know, we're excited. At Woolies is definitely such a great intimate vibe and energy in this building such a great uh atmosphere and in the building so you know we're so excited to just uh, make more memories of woolies man it's exciting and i get back down that way and of course um you know do do our thing man with the with the album uh, kind of buzzing you know it's kind of at the end of its cycle we're excited to get there and just uh, hear everybody singing back and giving back their energy to us and uh, doing our thing yeah, it'll be our first time seeing you on this album cycle, which has taken Pop Evil to some new places, I hear. really has. I mean, Mexico City to uh, all of Europe again, and then back to, uh, of course, Canada doing our thing up there, growing there, and then, and then finally to Australia. So it's been, uh, it's been quite a ride, this album cycle. Yeah, being able to conquer that continent, that's a pretty big deal. A big deal. You know, and uh, it was so surprising to see all the people come out and sing it. Every, I mean, they weren't just singing the hits, you know, they were singing every single note to every song. So it's just a testament of them, you know, not sitting around waiting for music to come to them. They were, they're going after it. And I, we had no idea just the love for Pop Evil that, uh, that down under, so to speak, you know, it was, it was incredible to see. And hopefully we'll get back there soon as well. Yeah, I've heard good things. Uh, the self-titled album came back in February of 2018. I remember talking to you just before it dropped and something you said that really stood out in terms of the making of this album was the luxury of taking some time to make it as great as it could be. How rare is that? Uh, it's super rare, especially for a band our size. You know, I mean, it seems like bands kind of rock bands that are on the rise these days, you almost, it's like a full-time job, you know, you almost have to stay out on the road 24-7, so doing that, there's tons of problems, you know, you gotta be away from your family and friends, you gotta, the value of your band can go down if you play too much, there's just so many things, but if we don't play, we don't get paid, and we can't, you know, keep the lights on, so it's definitely was uh, a testament of credit to just the longevity of the band, and doing things the right way, staying off the road, and making the right record, and truly, we felt like this last record was our favorite one, my favorite one to date, um, it'll be interesting now as we gear up for this next uh, chapter of the band, you know, where it goes and, and just uh, the writing process will be different this time just because we may not be able to take it, uh, take that much time off. Who knows, you know, but uh, we're starting to have those talks now and we'll see kind of how it comes into fruition as we uh, as the months progress. Yeah, another thing you said, an interesting comment about it being the first album where you felt you had truly pinpointed exactly what Pop Evil is and finally captured it where you may not have before. Yeah, you know, we're starting to finally know who we are more off the stage than on. So when you when you know who you are with your identity off the stage, it's a lot easier to bring those elements to the stage and in your music. So um, it just feels like the band's gelling more than we have. Obviously, we've had the lineup the longest, you know, and we added Haley, our new drummer, to the project about three or four years ago. Um, you know, it's now she's settled in. You know, she's not new anymore. So this lineup's been around for a long time. We've been around the world, as, as, as we've talked about. So kind of bringing that energy to the album and the writing process has, has been a big, I think, asset to us and, uh, on the last record. And, and now with more shows under our belt, I think it's going to be even more of a factor, you know, moving forward. So 
it was definitely awesome to kind of come together and make that record. It was a bit a bit bittersweet though, because this album's been probably one of the roughest records of our career. Because you know we lost our producer this this album cycle to a motorcycle accident. So it's been kind of a rough album for us, you know, an album cycle. It's just kind of all those things and hopes and dreams we had with him moving forward kind of were shattered. So it's it's been a bit of a transition and a learning experience for us. It's our, it's our last record on this label with this deal we had. So we're re- renegotiating different uh, label deals. So it's a lot of different variables on this this particular album that, that have been new for us. But um, it's still going. It's all going well. It's just It's just a little slow process and getting that dialed in. So again these different elements that I think are going to come out when we write this next record. Hopefully it's just a newfound, reborn energy um, that we're looking forward to hopefully experiencing um, in the writing. Absolutely. You know, for all of the difficulty of losing uh, not only a producer, but a good friend of yours that you guys have known for such a long time, to have difficult moments like that, but then also on the other hand, the story that broke back in April about the school kids in your home state of Michigan yeah. singing Waking Lions and then you surprising them with a visit. Unbelievably cool for me as a viewer and a fan, but how that felt to you, I couldn't imagine. That was incredible. You know, I think it's, it's real easy to get kind of live in your box. We live on a tour bus and we're, we're blessed and lucky to have one, you know, and, and to live on a tour bus, it's like a prison cell. So you don't always really see the outside world other than the venue you play that night you know so to, i remember sitting in my uh, bunk there and i got a text message about these kids who had sang you know a cover of ours and you know some covers are better than others you could say that so i didn't know what to expect but obviously when kids are involved i was more than excited to kind of you know uh, pique my interest to, to watch and see where, where where they were going with it and what, i mean literally by the end of watching their performance i was almost like emotionally to tears you know mm. it was just so incredible to see um, not only the students, uh, you know, having our band in, in a choir song performance and, and growing up with rock and roll, but but having a choir teacher, someone that is not just playing them classics and old hits, he's playing them the bands that are out there today for them to listen to, you know, and that, to be able to have that relatability to the youth is so key, you know, because it's not easy to uh, get rock and roll to the younger generations as, as it was 20, 30 years ago. So um, it was a huge honor and huge compliment, and we just knew we had to do something, and what better not than to, to, to surprise the kids and, and give them a chance to meet us and, and they could sing for us in person. It was just so cool. And, and the relationships have already been made to hopefully get back and, and see them again at another time. So it's, it's great to be a part of uh, youngsters in a musical way, no doubt about it. We're honored. I loved the faces uh, as as you guys appeared. Uh, they were so thrilled. And, and you know, it's funny. <laughs> there's really not that big a difference, is there, between seeing you guys, uh, those students seeing you guys, and like you, you know, you've been kind enough to share some really cool stories about some of the unique experiences you've been through, especially those with fellow artists, people you look up to, like the Eddie Vedder absolutely. stuff you've told me yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's we're all just fans, right, at the end of the day, and, and they were probably, we were probably as, as a band members more excited to see them and hear them singing our songs. And they even were us and they were certainly, certainly excited to see us, you know, but it's just, I think that's what makes rock so special. You know, it's that there, there isn't that big divide between celebrity or rock star and, and fan. You know, I think that especially now in the today's VIP meet and greet, uh, musical society, it's, it's, it's such a big part of, of, I guess, growing up music, right? It's, it's not like when we grew up and, you know, we saw these uh, rock stars on TV, and, and that's where it, that's where we left it. You know, now a big part of going to a show and the concert experience is meeting the, the meeting the rock stars or those musicians you love, and 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 that the songs that have become a part of your life, right? 
so that is a big part of it. And having those stories equally for us and, and for them is what makes it so special. And hopefully it's going to be the uh, flame that kind of ignites that younger generation to grow up and pick up guitars rather than iPhones and play music on real instruments rather than just pressing buttons. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Any creativity, I think, is, is definitely special. And I definitely would... Uh, I would uh, definitely influence someone to do that, but it's always, uh, I'm definitely biased for how playing real instruments changed my life. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see that the next generation, uh, you know, have a bit of an impact on. Yeah. You guys have always been so accessible, which is really great for the fans and, you know, safe to say now, and it, this shouldn't surprise me that you probably don't subscribe to the never meet your heroes theory. No, <laughs> I, 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 there's nothing about a rock star that I want. I don't care about it. We're, we're people, man. We're, we're, we're proud of it. We're, we're, we're hardworking, blue-collar musicians, man. We just get out there and, and, and love to meet people. And that's really what it's about, you know. I mean, otherwise we feel like we'd be trapped in our houses somewhere and our garage is jamming. Instead, we get to travel the world and meet people. So we, we, we truly do try not to live in our shell and try to get out there and meet somebody new every show and try to spread that message. And I think that's the key for rock bands on the rise these days is we always get asked, what's the secret? What's the secret? And the secret is to just meet people. Because it's definitely word of mouth is still the strongest uh, way to uh, advertise your band. And the only way to have people talking about you is to go and meet them. So it's definitely something that we've learned over the years that um, you got to be disciplined enough to do it. Because some days are easier than others, right? Sometimes you wake up and it's a show day and you're beat up and your voice hurts in my my particular instance. And you don't feel like talking, but you got to just fight through and find the strength to understand that. I chose this path to be a singer. And when you're the singer, you gotta you got to always be on. you got to always be ready to hopefully talk to somebody and, and hopefully inspire because you just don't know where that inspiration is going to come from. So it's definitely something that we pride and try to be responsible to be better every day. Pop evil frontman Lee Kakati is one of my favorite guys in this crazy rock and roll world. Uh, no, you, thank you. I mean, listen, dude, you know I've done hundreds of artist interviews with virtually everybody. For and sure. Not once have I ever felt like you were walking through the motions with anything you do, and I appreciate that, you know? Uh, it means a lot. You know I love you too, Andy. You've always been one of the real ones, and it's just shows by your listeners, man, and how much they respond to you and the station. And, you know, we can't wait to see everyone at Woolies. couple real quick items here, and I really appreciate yeah. you taking the time for me. Wanted to get your take on all the biopics that have come out in the past year or so. Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, Motley Crue's The Dirt, even the new Elton John one, Rocket Man. What do you think of these? Well, I haven't seen... No, I did see Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was great. I mean, I think they're, I think they're great, you know? I mean, again, it's just... It's, it's, it's a bit of a touchy subject for i think new bands because there's so much uh there's so much attention on the older bands which is great you know i mean obviously we want that but again uh you know the role models for our youth they want they want role models that aren't over 50 years old you know they want what's what's the young fresh bands and what's that rock band so hopefully if that triggers more interest in, in the up-and-coming bands that are that are going to the stations like you said that are playing these bars woolies they're not just playing arenas you know, those are the times when you really get connected with, with the rock bands. And, the, you know, when you think of Molly Crew and you think even Queen, the people that really are the diehards for those people were the, the people that grew up with them that saw them in the small clubs. You know, I mean, you think about some of our parents and, and their stories about when they grew up and all. I mean, I remember being, going to that bar, you know, and I remember when Molly Crew was playing in front of 300 people. You know, I mean, those are the stories that really lock those fans in for life. You know, there's a disconnect, I think, when people just play arenas in these big venues all the time because they just, again, they're far away or maybe you can only afford the lawn seats. So, okay, I can see them on a TV screen again. But there's something true and real and raw about watching a band of any like Woolies and growing up with that band and, and pulling for them and watching them grow 
and ascent to you know a theater or arena band you know an amphitheater or an arena band which is a little bit more of the self-worth and why you follow these bands for life which make rock bands at the end of the day i think more unique than pop artists that are around here today gone tomorrow mm. um you know and a testament to that was last summer when we toured with cheap trick and poison when you get to play with bands like that and they're still around for 30 years playing the hits that they did and continue to write new music i mean there's definitely motivation i think for me and the band to, to just keep doing what we're doing just follow the course stay the grind and, and let it happen on you know on god's time so to speak you know so i definitely think they're good but i think there's as long as there's a, a reminder to us hard-working up-and-coming bands not just pop evil but there's tons that you play on the station and that are on the rise that are just trying to get a break you know so as long as there's attention for, for those bands and uh then i'm all for it yeah we're glad they keep buying the tickets when you guys come through they know yeah. what to expect out of you guys yeah. no question absolutely a lot of rock bands you kind of alluded to this earlier lee but a lot of rock bands have been recording and putting out cover tunes especially here in the past couple of years there are some that have been pretty consistent about it from album to album sure. in fact pop evil's never gone that route before outside the live show what's your philosophy on covers yeah i've always been against it because we were a cover band early on and uh, we basically were a cover band to save money so we could record our first pop evil record. So um, I was always bittersweet because I played so many covers in my early years. But, you know, we talked about it. It's possible. Um, you got to just find that right cover. And then once you find the cover, you got to record the right version of it, you know. So I, I'd never say never. But at this point, you know, we're still we're still very much adamant at breaking the band via our own original music. So we'll see, though, you know. I mean, even we get asked a lot if we're going to collab again. We did that collaboration on the second album with Boss's Daughter, with Mick Mars. Um, we'll see. You know, there's definitely talks, uh, you know, every now and then. But last record, we just really needed to soul search and, and do a record for ourselves and each other. And that kind of what's came out. We'll see again as we start to line this next one up, what happens if there's a cover or collaboration involved. Again, never say never, but... I haven't really thought about it a lot up till this point, so we'll see. Hopefully when you guys are through one of these times, we'll be able to find a basketball court somewhere and play a game of yes. horse. Oh, my gosh, yes. We need to do that. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. I'm getting leaned up, man. I stopped drinking soda, just water and, and, and protein, so I... Hopefully my jumper will be like on point nowadays. We'll see. I'll have to get back in the gym and see if my see if my shot's still there. But well, I'll have to do it. I you know I've been looking forward to taking you on one of these days. So I'm down. I would love to. Maybe <laughs> if you're too good. If you're too good, then I'll have to we'll have to play on the same team and go against a couple other guys with Horace. Well, well you know how it is with age, Lee. Like I'm starting to fall apart here, so sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got your moves. I'm I'm right behind you with that. So you should definitely sooner than later. I'm seconding that notion. Uh, looking forward to having Pop Evil back in Des Moines Saturday night, July 20th at Woolies with Ice Nine Kills. Lee, thanks again so much for your time. It's always a pleasure talking to you, man. Likewise, absolutely. Looking forward then to seeing you here this summer in July. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Take care of that voice. Thanks, Now, Bye-bye.